Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by TeePublic. Go to tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop and find yourself an amazing t-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in-house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo t-shirt, an Ultron t-shirt, and a Head Crabs from Half-Life t-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags, the... Sizes are printed on the back of the shirt, so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff. They're really comfortable shirts. I would not shill for these guys if I didn't already have a mess of their shirts that I purchased myself. I like them a lot. Check them out. Go to tpublic.com slash door slash comic pop and find one for yourself. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Uh, we're just getting ready for the show. I'm perplexed as to what the sounds are coming out from uh, behind us. It sounds like either a plane, or a space shuttle, or some kind of ridiculous craft of some kind. I don't know. It was a little worrisome, that's all. Anyway, uh, hi everybody. Today we're going to be talking about non-comic book readers. And the reason why this episode kind of came to me like a bolt of lightning was because of uh, two instances that Tiffany and I had, un- uh, irrespective of each other. You uh, had an interaction with non-comic book readers. I, I had an interaction with non-comic book readers. And more importantly, we have a show called Back Issues in which I explain comics to non-comic readers. Mm-hmm. Or rather, I explain them to two people who have no context for comics. But the original conceit was non-comic readers. Right. Then we'll occasionally read comics when we tell them to for Off the Rack. Ethan yes. still does not read any comics. So don't worry, we still keep the show pure. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, and by the way, we're working on future episodes of Back Issues that will be like kind of specials. That will, sorry to say, include comic book readers. Uh, but they will not have read the books that we're going to be discussing. So, uh, Tiffany, why don't you share your experience? I'll tell my story, and then we'll kind of meet in the middle and talk about what the the general conceit of this episode is going to be. Okay. Um, My experience was um, I actually work essentially um, in education, not as an educator. Um, Like me, you work in education, uh, and like me... You were you you found a lot of a lot of work outside of working in education. Well, yeah, um, you know, because everybody needs things to help run a school that isn't being an educator. So I I am a part of a full time employee, and I'm not a teacher employee, which means I'm a twelve month employee as opposed to a ten month employee. Yes. Um, but because I work for the school, they had a, a summer reading program that they were doing, and anyone can participate who works right. for the school. Right, not just teachers and faculty, but also staff and uh, administration types. Exactly, exactly. If you're, if you're the receptionist, you, if you had a book, you had a Jude Devereaux novel, you could make the students I think reading. you have to get it approved yeah, I think you do. Um, by the librarian. So I presented a book. Yes. And I was like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was a graphic novel. And I had seen that in the, in the uh, previous year's summer reading that they had done um, Watchmen. Right. And uh, Dark Knight. Returns. Returns, yeah. Okay, so you've you, there's a, they've established a precedent. Right. Uh, you can do summer reading based on graphic novels. Exactly. As long as there's some elevated sense right, of... Right, right. But I also knew that I, I didn't... I thought I knew who the individuals were who had done those books. Turns out they were someone else. And mm. um, actually, I met both of those people. Mm-hmm. And they're not big comic book readers. Right. Okay. Which really blew my mind. Also, the summer reading, the kids can do it or not. There's no test. 
There's no essay. Right, it's, it's all so, volunteer. It's just, You're volunteering, they're your, volunteering. No like, one's getting paid right, or like, graded. It's essentially, it's like, you better be respectful and, and read this. Um, but the thing they have to do is they have to go to a one-hour discussion. In my opinion, you cannot discuss Watchmen or Dark Knight Returns with kids in an hour. You Yeah, you can't possibly break down those books in an hour. Especially if, you've, if they've had an entire summer to read those books. Right. And then really get into them right and then kind of be evaluated not exactly. necessarily evaluated but like you know they to, to dissect it in a right. group I setting mean, granted, it could introduce something and that's cool and i kind of thought that those people would do that again because i thought it was kind of how that worked i was wrong and nobody chose those books and i was like that's kind of unfortunate because that's still cool right or like another superhero book so like i thought because that already been represented that I should pick something else. So I picked an image book. Now, a lot of people I saw were trying to guess what it was. Yeah, they're like, Saga! No. We're not doing You're not going to do Saga! I couldn't. I mean, it is high school. Me? You could kind of do it, but no. No, I couldn't. I, you I, couldn't do, like, the opposite of war is fucking. Well, here's the thing. Like, like, look, if a student came up to me and was like, I found this book. I'd be happy to talk to them about them. But I can't be like, here you go. I work in a very, like, in a, it's a, it's a more affluent area. Right. Um, it is... It's just, it's very one way or another kind of Yeah, there. black and white. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I didn't feel like that was a thing I should do. So I selected I Kill Giants um, by Joe Kelly. And I put it out there. I actually got a few kids to join. Only 15 kids can join per group. I had very tiny groups. I had like three kids for one, four kids for another. Um, and that was it. And all they had to do was read the book and we were going to talk about it. Yeah. And we sure did. And I Kill Giants is what, a 45 minute read? It's a very quick read. I was like, this is this is going to be, like, I'm giving you a gift. Yes. Here it is. Here's, here it is, kids. Here's the, the best summer. thing Joe Kelly's ever written. Well, it's not just that. I mean, like, here. You don't have to read. Yeah, you don't novel. have to read Grand Expectations yeah. or some freaking dense tome like War and Peace exactly. or Old Man in the Sea. It, it's, it's a comic. Exactly. And, and, I, and I thought that, again, I think I misread the whole situation. I thought I had to pick something that, like, they could relate to. So, you know, this is about a preteen. Like, I picked something that I thought would really fit into the scope of what was going on. Exactly. Um, and, uh... They didn't, uh, they didn't go they for it. They didn't go for it. And, and we can get more into that, but I, I gotta tell you, it wasn't necessarily even the story. Mm. No, that's the thing. It's, it, it's that, uh, it, as you described it to me... It was the format. It was the format. It was the medium. And that's what blew my mind. And the second group I had really got into that more so. Right. The first group was interesting because... Well, the first group was very interesting because I had two boys, two girls. Okay. Um, so... The girls didn't care. Right. Didn't care, didn't have any influ any any opinion. Didn't opinion. Didn't opinion. Now, again, I, I have to tell you these were um, high school freshmen. Right. So and, age and some sophomores. 14. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's like... They're not, uh, they're working on learning how to analyze things. Mm -hmm. So it is like pulling teeth, but they really weren't interested. The two boys, a little more interested. One of the boys, way into it, but I felt bizarre singling him out, especially considering the vibe I was getting because right. I feel like the last thing you need to do. 
Yeah, if you're familiar with the book I Kill Giants, <laughs> it's about loss, it's about alienation, and it's about like finding yourself and and, right? and, and dealing with grief and anger and rage and and it's like it's a very deeply personal yet also incredibly approachable to a uh, right. book. Exactly. And so for for the student that you had who really seemed to connect with, really? it's not great in a group setting to be like, right. you seem to really like this book about alienation. But not just that. You know what he really liked about it? Like in a sense, I think he liked the fact that it was a comic. Right. He was like, oh yeah, yeah, comic. And I think that he also like. The like the main character in that book plays D and D, and he was like, "I've had experience with that." Every other kid I spoke with had no idea what it was. Right. One I think was like, "I saw it on TV," and like tried to explain to me what it was, which was funny because he nailed down the fact that he's like, "You roll a twenty sided die." Right. Sometimes. And I was like, "Okay," and he's like, "And if you roll a twenty, you kill the monster." I was like. That's a really that's very, that's interesting a, take on what on D&D, D&D is. Obviously, there's going to be a monster, there's going to be a 20-sided die, and you use the die to kill the monster. And only if you roll a 20, you kill And that's how you win D&D. Right. And like, as anyone who's played D&D knows, the object of the game is to win. <laughs> so, but what I found out But was good that, for him for having an interest. Well, I had some, like, that one kid was really into it, but that wasn't his take on it. He'd played it, like, once or twice. And exactly. I was like, cool, good for you, kid. Like, I'm not going to sing you out, especially based on the fact that everyone was like, nah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it, you, but you got an indication that your your hey, your initial re- reaction to their group was that they probably didn't read it. Right, I, the one did because he brought his book. The guy I, I don't mean it. him. I right. mean like the the the, the, rest the, of the, group the was lack like, of interest. Maybe? The lack of interest you attributed to yeah. just a complete lack of doing any work. Exactly. So the second group, though, I got to tell you, halfway through my hour with them, I found myself apparently researching this episode because. The more they talked, again, that was the smaller group, the more I was like, wow, you just don't care for comics at all. Right. Because I, I at one point I was like, let me ask you something, guys. Like, at this point I was like, done. I was like... Right, we're like, we're, we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of this book like, anymore. I was pretty open about it. I was like, like it or not, like, I just, like, let's just talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. what didn't you like? What did you like? What were you confused by? Because one kid out of the gate was like, I was confused. I couldn't read the panels, like, sometimes. <laughs> okay. He just couldn't figure it and out. And by the way... And I was like, that's fair. That can indicate poor panel layout. Yes, and also the the art in I Kill Giants is not like traditional comics. No, I guess it's not Watchmen. It's not Dark Knight Returns even. By the it's... way, almost no one had a problem with the art. Right. Well, they had a problem with the art only in a fundamental sense, where they were like they had a problem with the fact that it was that a there comic was art. book. <laughs> yeah, they're like yeah, and, and I want you need to get into some quotes yeah, after you're done with your anecdotes. So go- yeah, so. No, let me just get into that quote because okay. that's let's, my let's, favorite I wanna hear, quote. I want to hear that quote, but I want to hear other quotes from other kids who okay. had, who'd indicated what the experience was reading *Ichigo Giants*. Um, a lot of the kids couldn't relate to it at all. Um, they they just simply like they couldn't understand right the characters. These are fourteen-year-olds. They're boys and girls. Yeah. Uh, um, in an affluent neighborhood. In an affluent neighborhood. In an expensive school. Exactly. So the bullying and loss they couldn't connect with. The bullying was interesting because the bully in the book is a physical bully. Yes. And they were like, that seems really old. Right. That seems old school. Which is hilarious because there it's not. I'm going to tell like, you that like having been in high school in relatively short amount right. of time, physical bullies quote, exist. Quote, <laughs> that seems something that would have happened 20 years ago. And I, and I, I was like, Interesting. And I didn't say this because interesting I, that a fourteen-year-old knows what happened twenty years ago. Well, I I didn't want them to feel like they couldn't express anything to me, but to me that seemed more a circumstance of the environment they're in. Right. Yeah. They they're <laughs> like they're like my experience is not thus, therefore it is not relevant. Right. So I was like, okay, and I just wanted them to keep talking. Yes. Um, a lot of the people were okay with the ending. Um, a lot of people, I, I asked them, um, I mentioned the fact that this book was being considered as a film. 
Right. Possibly. At one point or another, they were thinking about it. And I was like, what do you think, like, how do you think it plays off? Is it better, do you think, as, as, a, as a comic? Do you think it would be better as a film? Yes. And some people, like, were like, I kind of like it as a comic. And some people were like, I think certain things would play off better as a, as a movie. Like, right. Like, certain elements of the book. Certain elements would have worked better. One person film. said, I think it would be a better movie, but it would be really weird. <laughs> okay. Like, I heard a lot of, this was weird. Mm. I thought it was going to be a fiction book. I thought it was going to be... Right, they thought it was going to... Like, they were like, I thought there were real giants in right, this Right, right, right. Okay. Now, let me tell you, on on the docket for the rest of the summer reading, the majority, there were a lot of fiction books. There were a, there were three different people who had to lead discussions. Mm-hmm. So that's times two. That's, so that's six on American Sniper. <laughs> so I thought that my book was kind of on the far end of like, like oh, this really out of reality. No, yes. they they had a conception going into it, right? Mm-hmm. They thought that Barbara was weird mm-hmm. and unrelatable because of her interests. Right. And my favorite quote, my favorite quote was, I asked them, "Would I, I, this was the second group where I was just, at this point I was just fascinated by what was happening because I am surrounded by people who at least have some interesting comics. And these kids were aware of Movies. Yes, then they were aware of superheroes right. because of movies. So, I, I I thought that they would be a little more into this, right? But my favorite quote was, I asked them about this, about comics. Like, do you, like, what do you think of comics? Or would you just prefer a book? Right. And they all said, out of the second group, I would prefer a book. Right. Like, no pictures. Yeah, they were... They you, just wanted... <clears throat> Paragraphs. You indicated that they were also kind of turned off by the fact they're pictures. That oh, it made yeah. the, it well, made no. them feel they were doing something juvenile. I I don't know if it was that. I think that they struggled with interpreting the, the work. The, the work. Yeah. I think they have gotten used to like the idea that the author in a book, for the most part, because you can interpret a book. You can. Yes. Yes. And well, and here's the thing about about fiction, about literary fiction, is that. The words on the page create an image in your head yeah. that you imagine, and no one has the same experience. Exactly, which is interesting because it requires you to have that much more going on. Like you have, you have to, you have to be the one that creates the scenario or like where whatever things happen. Yeah, technically, but, there's more cerebral activity. Exactly, going on. except the author often tells you how the character's feeling. Right, and I think they struggled with understanding that the idea that they had to use clues from the images right. in conjunction with the words. Right. They're used to interpreting one form of fiction. Right. But when you gave them something that they considered to be similar but was in fact demonstrably different, it blew their minds. Right. Because like, I'm used to analyzing a paragraph, but when there's no paragraph to analyze, but there's images of people and I have to read their faces. Right. That is, or read the art and its depiction of their faces and the choices that were made you know they were talking about how it's better be, be a better movie more or less the exact same experience only with a movie there's also sound and music and yes. lighting and all this like yes. and, and shot composition it's like the the movie is more or less handing you the feeling right and the comic book you have to kind of search for it right deeper. now by the way they had questions about it there were things that they were like they're they, that close to polite they were nice enough to right. ask you and, how it was going and in that second the second group was less so and like one of them was just like when he said like he didn't he didn't like like it like um i'm sorry I, I, there's another quote that's okay. spectacular from this one kid and i i straight up congratulated him on his awesome like in on, or on his, his honesty, honesty on his yeah. complete honesty about what he said and i and i wasn't sarcastic i was like i was like i really appreciate your honesty here because i want you to feel like you could be honest mm-hmm. i said 
had it like I first I, I started the whole discussion with what their expectations were going into it, mm-hmm. and then I finished it with how did you feel after you read it, yeah, and like the like a couple who were like eh, you know it was fine. Right. No one said that it was insightful or and blew I, their mind, right? And I, I honestly didn't. You expect were hope, you that. were you were not expecting that. I wasn't so, expecting that, so we weren't disappointed. Um, what this one kid though, he said I felt like I was done with half of my summer reading. Right. And I could, I seriously wanted to shake that kid's hand because... And then shake his head off his shoulders. Right, but at the same time, I'm like, you should always be this honest. Right. Like, that is true honesty. Yeah. If you weren't trying to fool anyone. No. You, like, that was just it. But it also is a I, real dick thing to say. It is a dick thing to say, but I appreciated That'd his... be like saying, what do you think of Thanksgiving dinner? And he's like, I think that I'm finally finished with eating your ter- your terrible food. I, no, that like, would, that would be like saying I'm I'm full. Yeah, or well, no, like this <laughs> holiday is now over. Right, but you know, I I was I was just truly surprised. Now, part of me thought, like after the fact, I was like reflecting on what happened. I was like, perhaps the topic I chose was too intensive. However, um, they there was a blurb about it put up when when they got to look at the book, so they knew what it was about. They knew right. what it was about going into it. So, part of me feels like. They chose this, a lot of them, I think the one kid chose it because he was legitimately interested. I think yes. the others chose it probably because of the fact that it was easy. Yes. They were like, ooh, that a comic book that's this thick, right. that'll be really so, quick to read. And like, it's sad, but I feel like no matter what book I selected, no matter what comic I selected, I don't think that they would have come away thinking positively about comics because I think they already have like, ideas in their head about yeah. what reading is. Right. And that's it. Well, and here's the thing, okay? Because um, it's it's the constant struggle that we have as educators, and it's the constant struggle that we have as comic book fans. And it's it's the same struggle, but on two different sides, um, or in two different genres. Um, you can't hand someone something that is transcendental and important and expect them to come away with true meaning. Right. You need... And that's because you need to break away stigma. You have to break away preconceived ideas and upbringing and cultural norms and memes and values. And you have to break through those barriers in order to reach an open-minded assessment of the work. Mm -hmm. And so as such, uh, you're in a constant uphill battle because you... It should be as simple as... This is really good. We experience it all the time. When right. we do the show off the rack, we'll be like, we'll talk about a book that's pretty good, and we'll say, right. we think you should buy this or read it. And for the most part, our audience is like, yes, or they, or no. And and when they say no, it's because either they, that it's not their cup of tea, right? Or it's because of the things we mentioned, where it's like these, they have a barrier of expectations and experiences that preclude them from d- digging deeper, right? And. But for the most part, because we're all on the same wavelength, we're all yeah. watching a comic book show. Yes. The, 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 the work to chip through that barrier is lessened. Yes. Or the barrier itself is thinner than if it were than, than, than if you're in a classroom setting. But mm-hmm. even if you're in a classroom setting, you are you are signing a contract. Even just by walking through the door, because no one's forcing you to go through that door. Uh, you're signing a contract that says, I'm here because I because I accept the fact that everyone in this room 
is trying to either teach or learn. Mm -hmm. And even if that's not true, even if you have a bad teacher or you have a classroom of, of, of apathetic students, uh, you're signing a contract that says, I'm, I'm in a learning room now. Yeah. You know, like you should not expect when you walk into a classroom to be handed ice cream because you're not in an ice cream parlor, you're in a classroom. And so even when you're walking through that door, the barrier should be a little thinner because you're in a different mindset and you're in a different environment. Mm -hmm. uh, when you, you, you were, you were, the odds were stacked against you from oh, the get-go. And I knew that. For, for a number of reasons. <laughs> One being you're not an educator. Two being you were out, you, you were not in an educate. you were not in a classroom setting. Right. Three, they told them that the work didn't matter. And even though they didn't say that, they weren't like, it's a comic book, it doesn't matter. They said they weren't going to be assessed. They didn't have to oh, read yeah. it. They, they weren't going to be graded. There was, they, they, they ascribed no value yep. to not just the comic book but to the assignment as a whole oh yeah um but that barrier we, i was discussing is what informs the problem with trying to get non-comic readers into comic books. right exactly and and i gotta tell you i, I want to attack on one last thing before i because i want to hear your right because we get definitely it's a similar thing yeah but um when i suggested this book they wanted to pair me with a student leader and they they the first one they paired me with she already had a book that she wanted to do in mind. They gave her the book I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and, and she may have read it or not. Who knows? She was just like, I didn't like it. I want to do this. But, she, but you know, she and, had an idea of what she wanted to do. And essentially, like, like, the book she wanted to do, I was like, I'm not prepared to assist you with that. Like, that's not my area of expertise. Like, I am not an English teacher. You know, like, I know comic books and I can take you through a, a guided <clears throat> lesson on that. Yeah. But I can't take you through a lesson on... I think she wanted to do. Um, I can't remember what she wanted to do. Mm. Was it? An, it was a novel, I assume, like a contemporary novel. Yeah, it was something like that, or it was like a. I don't remember. It's but just, it was something. Gone. It was something that I was something like, topical. I don't. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just I. I was very honest with the, the librarian. I was like, I'm. I'm like, I can't. You, have, I'm, you need to pay her with someone who can actually assist her with this. And right. That's not me. Well, you're like, look, I ain't the teacher. Yeah. You know, I got so, I, I, the reason. The fact that you're even involved in this is kind of in, remarkable. Right. The second student. This girl, she loved the book. Oh. She loved it. She had questions. She wanted to know more. And she unfortunately left the school. Right. She she moved <laughs> on to Greener Pastures. Like she went. She moved. Yeah. She moved. And they and like they were like, oh, now you'll just be in charge. Are you okay with that? I was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but, but that's too bad. But it's funny that one person in my group was into it. And then one person who was supposed to be there was really into it. Yes. But that's a much smaller percentage than every student I introduced this to. Yeah, that's two out of like 15. Exactly. So, no. So... My experience uh, was not similar in any respect. Uh, when I go pick up packages for letters page, I go to my local post office and uh, I can't just get, take the packages out. I got to give them a ticket in order to get the package. Uh, the first uh, the two weeks ago or so, I gave them my ticket and the mail carrier there uh, was like, why are you getting all these free things? And I was like, oh, we have this YouTube channel and we talk about comic books. Or no, I said we have this YouTube channel. And then she was like, oh, what do you guys talk about? And I'm like, oh, we talk about comic books. And she's like, and people give you things and i'm like well they want us to like to read them and they you know they're very excited about the show and they want to be involved and uh and she was like well that sounds awesome like what's the name of it all right no she goes your guys are comic pop because she because every every week now 
she sees a stack of stuff that says our name on it. And so she's like, you guys are comic pop. I'm going to watch what you guys do. And I go, okay. And uh, so today I went in and picked up another package and she was like, Hey, comic pop. I tried to show my daughter some of your work and, uh, and, and quickly realized that this is not for her because of our language. Um, and I said, Oh yeah, sorry about that. Not all of our, of our work has hardcore cursing in it, but, but but a lot of it does, Ah. especially back issues. If you catch that, uh, you know, and she goes, but her daughter said, shouldn't they not be cursing because this is for children? Interesting. Uh, because we were a comic book channel, ergo, we're a, we're a kid's network. Right. And she's a child who probably watches children programming. This is, mm-hmm. uh, I know this doesn't speak for everybody. I'm sure there's lots no. of children who watch C-SPAN, but I'm saying that this child probably watches Nickelodeon, uh, Disney XD, and if she watches Disney XD, then she is inundated with superheroes. Right. Which okay. means that she, have, if she has any passing interest in superheroes, she is going to go to a comic book store, or more likely a Barnes and Noble, if uh, if there's one even open anymore, or a bookstore in some way in the mall, and find a comic book, and then find out how demonstrably not for children comic books are. But also, like, there, there's that's not necessarily true. You know, there the like comics are, as in my opinion, comic books are for everybody. Yes. But yes. Uh, but this little girl had a stigma about comic books that was. One I thought we had outgrown, ironically enough. And it was that comics are for children, and therefore, when you discuss comics, you should be talking about them on a childish level. Or on a a level that is one-on-one with children. And I thought that was kind of remarkable. And I thought it kind of was intertwined with your issue, where uh, you're dealing with non-comic readers, I'm dealing with children, and the children are like have the same like open-mindedness as non-comic book readers, yes. which is to say they, they, they think that it's one thing mm-hmm. or they think that comic books should fit into one, one box. And it's the, and it's the, the, the higher cultures box. And it's like, no. And I think that if you are a comic book fan or if you're a fan of anything, when you're in any genre, if you are outside of the, like, if you encounter someone outside of the genre, they're not going to have nearly as much of an intimate inter- understanding of that genre than right. you. And, but I think that when we deal with geek culture and particularly comic books, um, we've always had kind of an uphill battle when, t- when, it, when it came to trying to break through that barrier I spoke of earlier to reach people on some kind of like intellectual level or some kind of cultural level. Right. Because like you can't just say, here's a comic book, read it, because they've had... I don't know, 60, 70 years of experience. And I don't mean comic books haven't only been around for 50, 60 years. I mean, just comic books have been under fire since at least the 50s mm-hmm. uh, for being not only for... It's, it's ironic because comic books have been accused of being uh, kid stuff yeah, and corruptors of children. Yes. So you can't have both, but mm-hmm. it's hilarious to see that detractors will 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 try to put comics into one of two... Uh, categories right but uh it's interesting because i thought that that experience is here's where the here's where like pseudo intelligentsia but but adolescent intelligentsia approach comic books from an outsider's perspective yes and here is like a kid yeah and they're uh, a female kid actually and i don't think it matters but i think it's interesting to note that this young girl was not only aware of superheroes 
she wanted to find more of them right. and she was shocked by the lack of by, by the lack of childishness that was associated Associ with them. yeah but that but that she thought that we were confused that was the thing that the mother and the daughter thought that like we didn't understand the th the subject we were talking about they were like you're doing it wrong because this is something else right and that's kind of interesting um and i don't even think they're wrong necessarily i'm not saying that they're wrong i think that they are on they're misunderstanding the the whole the whole yeah. conceit but but i am saying that it's interesting at the very least it's yeah. it, it raises an interesting discussion right which uh, is where we are which is where we are now um, and the thing is like oh go ahead make oh no, i was gonna say like i i made a i made a, a little cheat sheet of things that i wanted to bring up oh and, great well and perception yes perception. i think was, was definitely was one of my number one on my list totally so i totally agree that the people think they're either for kids or i've also heard people call them picture books for adults yes uh i which is to me that's worse i feel like right i am um, because that excludes story entirely yes it that it's like plot it excludes character development right granted you can have books that have no words in it and they can still be very effective We've done, but done... that is that is not what they are saying no when they say they're that. saying like that it, they're, they're taking a thing that is made meant for babies and saying that like when that if you were have a childish mentality or a immature sensibility yes and you don't read a novel, you'll read a comic yes. instead. Um, I had an experience in in grad school in which I was in, I, I encountered a girl who said out loud in a discussion um, about we were in a, we were in a, an education class. Mm -hmm. We were talking about teaching, and she was going to be she's going to she is probably she has probably been a teacher for a long time now. Oh, and she said that comic books that if an adult reads a comic book. Or if an adult is a fan of and reads comic books, then they must be a pedophile. What? That is a, a, a direct quote, and I like kind of chipped at her a little bit. Not like in a in a what the fuck did you say? Like in a in a like pedophiles. Like you just jump right to pedophiles. Like why why pedophiles specifically? And she was just like, well, because comic books are for children, and if they're reading them, then it means that they're trying to like be places where kids are, and they're trying to lure them into, and like they're trying to use ammunition to get children in, in, like into their clutches. And I'm like, that's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't get there right away, but it took me a while, but I did eventually wrap up with like, well, that is probably the most fucked up thing I've ever heard in my goddamn life. And she was like, well, I mean, I don't mean like specifically you, I just mean, and I go, don't, uh, this isn't the fact that like, you know that I like, uh, uh, whatever. So, but I, that blew my mind in as much as I was like, wow. that, that was a culture shock for me because the further and further we go into comic book discussions and, and culture, you know, and the larger that comic book culture becomes uh, ingrained into the zeitgeist, even though it kind of already has been like Batman 66, like people are like, why don't you like Batman 66? Whoa. Okay. I, I I don't like it because it like kind of like wrecked Batman for a while. Even yes. though it, even but like even then like I understand what you mean. Even then it brought people into Batman. You know, like yeah. even then yeah, it yeah. brought it got people interested and it, and it but it made Batman part of the culture. Right. Um, or it continued or it it uh, it uh it cemented Batman in further pop culture from 1966 cool. onward. But like my point is is that comic books have been part of the culture forever. Yes. Because children will not even realize they're putting a towel around their neck and putting their hands on their hips and being Superman. But they, you know, but they are, it's part now, of the culture. Let me, cause that the, also on my list is talking about the movies. And since you're talking about culture, we might as well talk about yeah, the movies, the movies, especially in today's, Oh yeah. Past, billion like, dollar industries, six, seven years. Right. And Hollywood people like Mel Gibson are bitching and moaning about it. Well, hang on. That's what I think is interesting is the, like when I talk to the kids about it, I I, I talk to them about like clearly you've seen the movies, and yeah, blah, blah blah blah, right? And then I realize 
that they may not think about them as comic book movies because they're billed as superhero movies. Right. Which to us is like, duh. Yes. Like, but duh. Yeah, like, where, well, if you think that, like, where the hell do you think they come from? Where you know does what I mean? anything come from? You know what right. I mean? Like, that's, to them, it's like, what, what? Well, they don't think that far. They're right. Just like, they don't, oh, they don't superhero movies now. That's it. That. It's a superhero movie. It's not a comic book movie. Yeah. You know? No, we they used to be called comic book movies, in fact, like, way before. Like, right. somewhere between Batman and Robin and, uh, I want to say, probably the first Iron Man movie? Mm-hmm. They were called comic book movies, right? Um, and they, and and I remember lists being generated by like news outlets, like entertainment uh, news outlets, Entertainment Weekly, but like popular culture magazines and, right. and, and articles talking about comic book movies. Uh, and they were like, "Did you know that Road to Perdition is a comic book movie? Right? Like, did you know that like Tank Girl was actually based off a comic book?" And it's interesting because uh, at some point or another, you know. Like, uh, History of Violence was a comic book movie. Right. But the producers and uh, studios that are making those movies, they like the fact that that's a, a property that they know has built an audience that they can farm, but they also don't like the stigma that's attached to them, so they disassociate the comic book from the movie. Right. And so I think that that was actually, like, a conscious decision by cult, like by, by studios and such to be yeah. like, no, 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 if you got to call them anything, call them a superhero movie. And if it's not, like, 28, like, 30 Days a Night, yeah. You know, just, just call it what it is. Like, yeah. Just, just to avoid it entirely, and we'll put all the comic book shit into the DVD. Yeah. Like, who you know, cares? like we'll make a little making of featurette, and like, you know, fucking, the worst example, of course, as we know, is Cowboys and Aliens, and how they, they just completely, outright abused the comic book system and had zero respect for the medium right. just so they could get their stupid script made. Mm -hmm. um, which is, by the way, the same thing as Thirty Days a Night. Yeah. Thirty Days a Night with Steve Niles had a script about fucking vampires in Alaska, and nobody wanted to make it because it sounded like a dumb idea. So then he hired a writer or an artist and drew the damn thing. Right. And it's a cool concept, and it was and it, and it sold like gangbusters. And then he actually wound up getting more creative control over the movie than he ever would have if he had sold the damn thing in the first place. Right. So, you know, but it's also just an avenue for him to for him to just sell his script. Yep. And it's frustrating when that happens, but it's also like I don't know. It, I, I get it. You know, it's like. Uh, it, on one hand, on one hand, you want to congratulate them right. for for figuring out a way in, but so. at the other time, like fuck you. Right, <laughs> right, right. But I think that that's like again, that was just one of those things that I realized when I was talking to them about like like they may not. They don't even know. They don't associate that. No, they don't even recognize that like Iron Man is a comic book. Right. They don't recognize the fact that like Superman's long legacy, like the the amount of years, like the the, the oh, time yeah. that he's been around, the number of volumes, you know, the so tomes that have been written about him. You know what's so funny about Superman? It, it's that Superman has had like 80 years worth of comic books written about him. Uh-huh. No movie that he's ever been in was based off of one. Right. A single one. <laughs> and when I say based off, I mean like, yes. Does Lex Luthor appear in primarily most of them? Right. Yes. But like, for the most part, these the 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 the, the stewards of the culture in yeah. movies were like, okay, well we'll do, we'll take your character and we'll tell our own story. Yeah, we exactly. Know so then it's just it's just a it's and then a, it's a movie and then it's a movie and like, yeah, Superman, you will believe a man can fly. That's a cool concept, and it's right. just wow. And and you know what? Direct result, like the Chris Reeve Superman costume, perfect example of what the costume looks like, and and they get the origin pretty much right. Right. But the story, the structure, the the plot of the movie. No. Right? So, but, like, to me, that turns, that takes Superman 
and it separates him from his comics. It turns, it turns him, into, him a, into just a pop culture icon. He turns into a cultural icon. And then the only thing you can point to that is in the movies are the cartoons, which automatically makes them for children. Exactly. And what's ironic about that is that, like, the best adaptation of Batman that has ever existed is Batman the Animated Series, which, by the way, is more or less also their own interpretation of comics. Yes. Are there images from the comics? Are there all ideas from the comics? Absolutely. The Joker fish, uh, you know, that, that, that whole episode yep. is an idea yep. from the comics. Uh, but for the most part, they reinvented the wheel and in a better way, like, Mr. Freeze has never been better before or since, since Heart of Ice. Like, he has two good episodes about yeah. Mr. Freeze, and they're perfect, but that's a, that's a, that's a rarity. Yeah. It's why people still, it's why people like me still go, Batman the Animated Series, best thing ever, because yeah. it's a diamond in the rough. It's one of those examples where stewards of our culture go, I'm going to take your thing and I'm going to do, I'm going to elevate it, or I'm right. going to do something different with it. And that's cool, but uh, it's still, in my, it, it's still... Uh, irrespective of comics and them permeating the culture. Yes. Um, but it does go a long way towards legitimizing them, which frustrates me to say that. I hated it, but it's, it's something that we've been saying as comic book fans for a long time. Uh, you know, is, like, is, is when, how can we legitimize comic books? Or like, can comic books be legitimate? They already are. The fact that they're a cultural, oh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. form of art, already legitimizes them and it's frustrating that like as fans some of us seek to have them legitimized it's frustrating that uh non-fans hope or don't expect them to be legitimate or don't don't see them as legitimate um but it's 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 just all part of that barrier that disconnect between the people who are within the comic book culture and those outside of it yes yes um but I, yeah, like, but by the way, Batman the Iron Series, like, it's hard to say, like, when I, uh, forever, mm -hmm. forever, up until past Batman Begins, people would be like, what's your favorite Batman movie? And i go, Mask of the Phantasm. Yes, you would. And they would go, that's a cartoon movie, that doesn't count. And I'm like, go blow yourself, it certainly does count, it's actually better than the last four Batman movies. And they're like... I don't believe that. And they, you know, and, and that's trying to, well, what if I told you that the concept is this? It's actually about Batman finding out who he is and being in love and, right. you know, all this stuff. And it's about crime and it's about, like, you know, the mob and shit. And they go, well, that sounds like, and you know what's funny? Like, even if some of it might have permeated into their brains, right. their disassociation with comics and their... Uh, their problem or their their misunderstanding of the genre twists it and contorts it into like, well, that just sounds like someone playing pretend. That sounds like someone who's trying to approximate something I, legitimate. You know what's funny about what you just said? You said the word genre, and I found myself flip-flopping when I was talking to them about it because I was like, comics are a medium. Right, they're which, a medium. Through which any genre can be told. Exactly. And yet we talk about the comic book genre yes. often. It's and not. I, yeah, I, I, I misspoke, like I should say. No, yeah. no, you didn't misspoke. Because well, I've done that myself. Yeah. But I think that that like when we do that, we kind of pigeonhole it. Yes. Because comic books can carry and convey any genre. Mm -hmm. Like you can have um, horror, supernatural. You can have a, a love story. You can have a dramatic slice of life. Yeah, anything. Anything I mean, can come from that. Yep. And I and I think that plenty of people do that though. Yes. Like, and and I think that we should start. Trying to not, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like, so calling <laughs> it a, I think, I think calling it a medium is 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 a definitely a, a step in the right direction. Right. Because you're like, okay, this is like film, mm -hmm. literature, which is f f hilarious. Film, you shoot the thing, you cut it, you got sound maybe, 
and video and you put it out. That's kind of a, a thing that you can say that's what it is. Literature, what is literature? Magazines, books, novels, poems, scraps of paper, newspapers, like any, anything written is considered literature. It's a huge umbrella. Comics are associated it's it's interesting how they are kind of like a bridge between the film and the and the literature where mm -hmm. it's like they they you know they well are they stories they use words like but are they a visual medium because oh they use pictures yeah you know and then you and, and it's interesting how you know even that medium has played with itself right not to get too filthy about it anyway. but where they they go like okay uh where they play with uh with panel composition where they play with with uh with balloons and how mm -hmm. those are interpreted you know like with sandman where it's sandman only like he doesn't speak in capitals may, like comic books do right may i tell you that that stuff apparently baffles people oh i, I believe it and, and I, it should it's supposed to that's right, the idea but hang on in a way that like i was a little concerned in I Kill Giants, there are a couple of word balloons in which the um, letterer, by instruction of the author, um, has um, like the words scribbled out. Right. Like it's like not like they're redacted, but like no, but they are. They're, they're like and it's, they're it's, trying to and it's intentional. Yes. And no one understood it. Which is amazing because there's a strike through option when you when you post on Reddit. Right. Right. There's a strike through option when you post when you write in no, word. No, they couldn't understand why it was done. No, but I'm saying like when you like right. I've seen articles written in which they've done the strike through, so you can still read it, but you recognize that they've omitted it or altered it right. or edited it, and it's the same damn thing. It is this one. They couldn't read it. You can't read it at all. No, but, but you, you're, use, you, need to... you use context clues yes. to figure it out, and they just didn't well, understand. That's a, that's a problem with like humanity. It like, is, like... and it is. <laughs> I think that they again. I think the mindset going into it, like what they what their expectations were of the book, what of that was of the genre, like the fact that they weren't reading a regular book. Mm -hmm. I think at that point they had already checked out in a sense. Like yes. they didn't want to put the effort in. Well, it's funny where they go like, "Duh, I gotta read a comic book." If you start anything from that perspective, your best friends like, "You gotta watch this movie." Duh, yeah. I gotta watch this movie. Yeah. You're gonna find things wrong with exactly. it. You're gonna look for a reason exactly. not to like it. Um, By the way, when I revealed what it was. There was no like light bulb. No, no, that it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. I think pull. it perplexed them. My interest. Yeah, they're like, why do my you? My intense. But interest, I have respect my... for you. Maybe. No, but I'm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but you're an authority right. figure. You're a. You're like, an adult who should know what's to, what. What what is good and what is not for children and what is you know silly kid stuff. And it's baffling to me. And it, I think it was it was baffling to that lady who worked at the post office. It's baffling to that yeah. to that girl in class. It's the idea of the stigma of comics and 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 people's rabid association but i have respect for you right right but i thought you were mature <laughs> you know in, in when i was in high school I, I i encountered that constantly people being like uh this is like i i didn't i was i was out of comics by that point right I, I had stepped away from comic books for a while and during high school i did not read them you know i stayed away from them because i was like i was in a weird place where i was like were, were comics that betrayed me? Spawn got really stupid. We got stupid, but like to me, Spawn got stupid, and the Clone Saga had like destroyed me. So I was like, "Oh well, it's all bullshit." Like I got Alan Moore for a second. I'm like, right. "Well, it's all bullshit anyway." And I, and I, 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 my my interest started gravitating <laughs> towards movies, and I was like, "Cinema, cinema's high art. That's where right. I can really get my, you know, get my my creative juices flowing." But 
whenever someone would speak unfavorably about comics, I was always very defensive. You're like, no. I was like, no. I remember there was a debate about uh, who would win in a fight. It was in my newspaper, my publications office at high school. Who would win in a fight? Batman or Superman? I go, Batman. And they're like, oh, fucking wrong. Superman fucking comes from the Krypton. Well, like, why even ask the question then? Yeah, and I go, yeah, what is this? And I go, no, Batman, Batman would undisputedly win. He has won before. And they're like, what? And what comic? And I'm like, Dark Knight Returns. It's, it's, you know, Batman is smart enough. And they're like, Batman's not smart enough. He's just a, he's just a goofy idiot in a bat costume. And I'm like, he's a, he's a brilliant detective. He has access to Kryptonite. He, he's a, he's a status, he's a, he's a strategist. Superman you know, and this is of course a Frank Miller approach, but you know, you're when you're a teenager, you're like Frank Miller's the awesomest, coolest guy ever. Superman's just a right. big jackbooted thug who works for Reagan. But like, you know, in 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 uh, in that context, you're like, no, Batman would win. And then you, I would, I would draw upon you know a decade and a half's worth of information knowledge, yeah. of knowledge to be like, well, you're wrong, and here's why. And it, they were like, but whoa, I didn't know you were a nerd. We right. had a comment the other day on Back Issues where they were like, I, I tried to watch half, I got halfway through your episode and I just can't get over how nerdy this is. And I'm like, you're on a fucking comic book channel, man! What the fuck do you think I, this is? I know, every time you think you passed it, we're not past it. But it's like, what, what is, what are you, what are you, eight years old? What's a nerd? Right. It's like that moment in The Simpsons. If you haven't watched it, definitely check it out when Homer goes to college, where Homer arrives at college and he sees a kid who's in college with glasses and braces and he has like a like a like a button-up shirt. And Homer just gets out of the car and goes, NERD! And and Homer's like, and Marge's like, don't don't do that. And he's like, no, I'm a jock, and it's my jock to give nerds a hard time. And then a, a larger gentleman in a in a varsity Letterman jacket comes by, and Homer goes, hey man, did you get a load of the nerd? And he's like, excuse me, because like we're in a world where like right. what? What do you what do you, what is the matter with you? Why are we drawing these distinctions? And it's because right. well, I need to draw these distinctions. And it's like for a high school student who's like we're like who is being handed a comic book that that directly challenges their perception of loss and anger and comic books and fiction and art and writing and literature it's all I, I think it was almost too much i think it was I and think i don't think I that you did back. wrong i think uh, because they should be challenged yeah i think well, that you, i think I you actually tell you, that's this school yeah. prides themselves on their writing and reading yes and they were like this is stupid because it's not what i because it's not a uh, it's not a book about you know having acid thrown in your face in a middle eastern country yeah like and like you know what you did right in what you did Thanks. because here's what happens. They are going to encounter a Walt Flanagan type one day. Someone <laughs> whom they respect and whose respect they would like. Yeah. And they will try, as many of us do, to put someone else or something else down to prop ourselves back up. And they will be, and that thing that they wish to knock down will, in fact, be on their knees, crouched behind them, so they can be pushed over them yep. by the perceptions of the person whose respect they want. It's going to be fantastic to see. Unfortunately, no one else will ever see it. No, exactly. But, and it won't even happen. It won't even happen in a way where they're like, "You blew my mind, and I'm fucking changed forever." Right. They might be deeply hurt that you challenged their perceptions yeah. and that you assaulted their self-esteem. And but like, but there's a little you you will have created a crack in the in the barrier. I hope so. Because would you mind answering oh. that really quick? <laughs> we have a we have a landline for no reason. It's fantastic. But you will have cracked the barrier a little bit because they will do that one day. They're gonna be like, <laughs> I I read a comic book one time. It was called I Kill Giants. And I Kill Giants got helped me get over the, the, the death of my father. 
Right. And they'll be like, oh, what? Yeah. And they're like, well, I kill giants. It's about loss and loss. And, and, let, like, and let me tell you, I, I left them, and I and I like to think the thing that I will remember is the, the final message of that book, yes. which is you're stronger than you think. Right. And That's I, the whole message And I echoed that every single time. So I think there will be a moment in their lives. Yes. Well, even even if, like, let's say that they're in a situation that's not unlike Barbara's. Right. Where they are faced with insurmountable odds, and they're faced with insurmountable grief and frustration, where they are losing a loved one. And they will have an image in their head mm -hmm. of a giant in the ocean. Right. And they will think to themselves, why did I think of that? Yep. And either they'll they'll cross that bridge or they won't. Who knows? And that's, Who knows? that's what happens whenever you hand anybody the keys to the new world. Like right? they're going to they're either going to take them and go or they're going to drop them and move and move back in with their parents. Like it's it, this is the divide and it's it's the constant struggle that we have as comic book fans. We can't just be fans. We can't just be uh, you know, we, we're arbiters of yeah. our of our culture and we we need to represent it in the best way possible. It's why it's so frustrating, when, like as a gamer, to see like that kind of like the the negative culture yeah. perpetuate. And yep. you know, there's already a negative stigma for gamers and for video gaming, even though it's become a billion dollar industry, and it's permeated every aspect of our culture. It's mm -hmm. literally everywhere. There's comic books about video games, movies yeah. about video games, novels about video games, movies being made about those novels. Yep. Like video games are culturally significant and part of it and yep. they will they are inexorably tied and yet people are like gamers are yep. misogynists and like death threat enthusiasts yep. and like basement dwellers who drink monster energy drinks like and it's it is it, it is frustrating when like three out of like you know when a when a statistical like three people are Ruining it for the ten of us. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, and 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 it's such with the with comic books as well. It's I it's it's such with it. anything. I mean, like you look at literature and you think of like someone who's like a literary critic, and you think of pretension and arrogance and uh, elusiveness in discussion. And it's like not everybody who likes books and reading is a pretentious jackass. Not everybody who think who who knows you know art is also has their head up their ass and right. enjoys a variety of cheeses from different places in the country. Like it is, <laughs> it is uh, like, we just gotta, you know, we, we just gotta like everybody. Here's the thing. We're not under fire. No. In, in as, as much as we think we are. Right. We are not. And everyone is on the same level. Like everyone is, are, is fighting for their culture. So yeah. whenever you feel like, you know, I'm trying to get to these non-comic readers and I just don't get it. Like they're fighting their own battles. They're an accountant and they're trying to, they're trying oh, to, yeah. they're no, trying to like, fix the, 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 uh, the perception that they're boring. Yep. You know, it's like all these things are valuable and vital to our culture and we all are arbiters. And if we all represent them in the best way possible, then, you know, we, then greater understanding can be achieved. Absolutely. Uh, what else do you have on your, oh, on, on I your have list? two more things on my list. All right. Um, I, I, had this thought that um, the printing, the, the manner in which comics are printed can be difficult to grasp on yes. both ways. Because while the trade is easy to understand, you if you pick up a trade of a, a superhero book, mm -hmm. right? If you pick up a, a, like a Batman Superman book, right? A lot of them are standalone. Yeah. But it's a lot of backstory that is included in that or yeah. not included with that. Right. There are things that have already been established and you're just handed this book, yes. right? Which a novel typically, unless you're in the middle of a series mm -hmm. and you know you're in the middle of a series, like has everything included in it. It's a nice package. Here you go, bam, done, right? Mm -hmm. It's much longer, of course, right? Yeah. And then you have the floppy, which must be baffling to most 
people currently. Yes. Right? In a world of, like, I need it right now, yeah. you're going to have to wait every month yep. for the next issue for, to come for, out. For 14 minutes so, of reading. Exactly. So I can imagine that must be, for a non-comic reader, Yes. that's confusing as but hell. But it's easily relatable and transferable if you say, like, well, what about waiting a week for TV shows? Right, exactly. But like, that's a week still. Yes. And, and But in the world of people saying that TV is, is fading, in a sense, and Netflix is there, yeah. Netflix binging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is essentially kind of like reading a trade. That's what you're, except, you're waiting. Except the show yeah. has all the information you need in it. Right. Right, the show. And the trade may not. Now, which is why I went with I Kill Giants. It's a standalone book. It's self-contained. It's self-contained. It's... Everything you need to know about it is right in there. Yeah. But I could imagine... You know, that could still be something you have to get over. Oh, yeah. Like, while there are plenty of standalone superhero stories, you kind of have to have some knowledge, which I guess is why they always are putting origins into things. Well, yeah, well, and, and why which origin books, origin self-contained graphic novels, right? sell the best? Right, which, like, I've always been like, I don't understand why you have to do that, because I agree with you. Like, we've done it, we've seen it a million times. And then I ran into these kids, <clears> and I was immediately like, oh... Oh right! That was it. Was incredibly sobering. Yes, it, and that's you. the thing is that you know any participant of their, any great participant of your culture, you should always step out of it for a little while and approach it from from an outsider's perspective, right. so that you can understand like how it's perceived and mm -hmm. how you can get, gain a greater understanding of your own culture. Yeah. Uh, but but it's also recognizing like look, uh, you know you th you you think. You think going to New York Comic Con, right? Yeah. It's full, 200,000 people. There's so many people there. Like thousands, tens of and thousands of people who are there every wanted day. wanted to be there and couldn't get in. Yeah, there are people who were turned away, who, spent, who, who are going to Craigslist and spending hundreds of dollars so they can have access to a, a, a mecca of, of their culture or of many cultural ideas put into one place. Uh... It's interesting whenever I watch like a New York Comic Con video whenever I'm looking for inspiration, and I find like a thousand different ones. Like they're looking, some of them are looking for just Godzilla figures, and some of them right, are looking for right. the video game presence, or some of them are looking for uh, like actual comic books, and some of them are actually there for original prints or sketches. And it's right. there's so many different facets all in one place. But even then, when you're looking at like, you, then you watch ABC News cover it. Then you watch yeah. like the 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 news vans outside of the con who are like, "Hi there, I am usually reporting on a house fire or a celebrity <laughs> stupid scandal, but today I'm standing in front of what seems to be an insurmountable um, it seems to be an incomprehensible amount of nerds yeah. who are in who are dressing up as their favorite characters and going into a big sweaty building and I don't know what they do in there because I'd never go inside of one. Right, like it's. That is so frustrating and also hilarious. It's it's like being uh, it's like being knowing anything about computers and then watching that hilarious video where it's like, you know, destroy, die. These are messages on a web board, and then they show that van that explodes. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, what was that? Yeah, what, what was the point of that? <laughs> but that, it's that's what they that's were doing. that's what they're doing, they, right? And I think that's also a it's almost like a cultural version of hey, let's diminish this one thing so that I look a little more legitimate, right? Because like news is stupid. The news anchor idea is stupid. We've seen whenever news anchors are like, hi everybody, I'm news anchor so-and-so, and then a bug crawls down their throat, and then they cough, and then they react like they normally sound, and they don't sound anything like that. And it's right. like, what a joke. Like, right. what a farce you've you've, you've engineered uh, that, that everyone is in on, and everyone recognizes, and yet we still like think that's more legitimate in some way. Right. Um, but it's hard to say that without, like, sound... With, it, it's hard to say that without sounding like a raving lunatic sometimes. Right. Where you're like, hey, this very, very simple concept 
is is lost on you because of your perceptions. Yes. And you know, it's it's hard to do that right like, all the time. Exactly. It, it's hard, to, and it's 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 frustrating and diminishing and uh, exhausting to keep doing. Yes. It's part of why I kind of stepped away from comics as well is because I was like, I am sick of fighting. That's fair. <laughs> and even within your own comic book, even within your own culture, you're, you're fighting. I mean, like, remember when you were a Star Wars fan? I've never met a more self-hating culture in my life and I'm a member of it. Yeah. Where, remember when it used to be like, Star Wars fans, we all love Star Wars, right? Especially right. Boba Fett. And then you had people who were like, Boba Fett is just a mute jackass who's like a second-rate stormtrooper that fell into a sand vagina. Fuck you, Boba Fett's overrated. And you're like, fuck you, Boba Fett's the coolest. Have you ever read the novels? Yeah, I read the novels. And I watched the holiday special. And it's like, and there's this, it's just this constant one-upsmanship. Yeah. And, the, and then the re-releases come out. Oh, and they're yeah. like, some of them are good. Some right. of them are bad. And then the prequels come out. Right. It's just great. Comic book fans hate each other even more than that. And it's like so frustrating where it's like, there's infighting. It's like the Civil War in comics and in, like, right. in Marvel. And it's like, guys, we're not like, look, we might have different opinions. But like, they, but like, outside they think we're all a bunch of chuckleheads. Apparently. Like, we gotta stop. Yeah. Um, I have one more Let's hear thing. it. The last one I think that could Let's make that point. deter comic book, non-comic readers. Yeah. Is... The cost of a comic versus the cost of a book. Yes. And the um, the perceived amount you get for it. Right. Well, because there's a lot that we that everyone takes for granted when you pick up a comic book. Yes. Um, and it's why it's so hilarious, like what happened with digital comics. But go right. Ahead. But I feel like, um, in particular, when you see the cost of a DC or Marvel trade. Yes. And what you're getting for that, for what they're perceiving you're getting, mm -hmm. as opposed to picking up a paperback novel. Right, you're getting like 400 pages for 12 bucks. Exactly. Or, if you're buying it first edition, like 30 bucks. Right, so I could imagine, can you imagine a non-comic book reader going into a store and, and someone being like, alright, you want to get into Captain America, pick up the following trades, you look at the back, it's $25 a trade, you're like, yeah. What? I see that. I saw that every day when I worked in a comic book store. Right. I saw people who were like, "My cousin likes these fucking things. What does he like? What does he like? What do I get?" Yeah. First of all, that's like walking into a video store if you ever found if you went into your time machine and got into one, and then said, <laughs> "My friend likes movies. Which movie do I buy?" Or walking in a library, my friend likes reading. What book should I get? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I had people who were like, my, my nephew likes comic books. What should I get him? Mm -hmm. what, what, what does he like? What, what character is he like? Right. And uh, what I do is I always cut through all that shit so I don't have that like self-effacing discussion where it's like, you know, well, what does he like? I don't know. What have you, you know, I just go, yeah. what superheroes on his t-shirts? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what does he have on his wall? Uh, like, what favorite movies does he have? Like, I just cut through that so, right, I can be like, right. so I can make a legitimate recommendation without also being like, you're a jackass. <laughs> That's fair. But, uh, but yeah, like, the, um, the, the, the cost. I spent, well, you look at a monthly, I'm going to spend $60 or $6 a month for one issue. Sometimes. I for mean, 20 pages. Yeah. Full of ads. Exactly. It's like, if you, if you hate the Hulu method, I gotta spend. I gotta spend money a month, and I get. And I get bombarded with ads. That's horseshit. Yep. I'm gonna spend six dollars for twenty pages of content, and every other page has a bold, story-destroying ad in it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. That sucks. Right. And or or it's like, I'm gonna get a digital copy mm -hmm. which has no ads, and I'm gonna spend the exact same price. Right. And part of that too is, especially if you're a non-comic reader and you are used to purchasing books for someone yeah if you're just buying like the bestseller 
right? Yeah. Sure, you might spend twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. right? But it's usually big. Yeah, right? like you get you get a lot of you get a lot of story. But maybe you're probably not considering the paper quality. Yep, and the cost of printing. Yes. Now, of course, um, some comics I feel like they're still overcharging, but a comic book in full color is going to be way more expensive. Yeah. Than a novel. Well, because they don't print, and they take it for granted. They're like, okay, so. To make a novel happen, as I've as I've experienced, because I know people who are in the publishing industry, right? You write the story, you have at least two editors, you have an editor in chief, mm-hmm. and they get that, and you have a, you have a marketing department, you have a cover artists, multiple artists who yep. create a cover. But like when you create a comic book, you ha- you write it, yep, you draw it, yep, which is two completely different things that right. create that that are completely right equal amounts of effort. Exactly. And then off- you have the inker. Yes. And you have the colorist. Yep. You have the letterer. Yep. You have the cover artist. You have the printing. You have the binding. And, and you have you the forgot, marketing. And you forgot your editor. Yeah, and you forgot the editing as well. And you have multiple editors on there. Yes. To produce a single issue of like a 20-page comic book that comes out a month, it must, it, it, is, it costs oh. a ridiculous amount. Our book, Garth Kirby and the Cookbook of the Gods, is 44 pages. It pro, I, I don't mind saying how much it costs. I think it costs about five grand to produce. Yep. Be- and that was, and I paid myself zero dollars to create the concept and done. write it a thousand times. I had to write like 12 different copies of it mm-hmm. because I was like, that script doesn't work or these sorts of So then you, you got to find an artist that's worth, that, you know, that, 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 that matches your art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got to find somebody who and you have to pay them a fair rate and a competitive rate and you can work that down but like you, you like that's me yeah. i spent five grand to make a 44 page comic have that sure maybe you could work it down to like three to two grand per issue mm-hmm. um that's 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 nuts right and I had no marketing team i had no editor i had mm-hmm. no le- i and my artist was also the no i had a, I had a letterer I, I i had a letterer i had an inker i had a colorist and I paid all those people, so it probably was more than five grand all said and done. Because I, yeah. when I first produced it, and I had to, pr- I had to print, pay for printing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there is, there was a lot that goes into making a comic book yes. that everybody takes for granted. You pick up a comic, the art sucks. <laughs> like I, I, the other day, today, I picked up Batman, and there's an image of a double page splash of Gotham City at nighttime, and like you take it for granted because you, you feel like you've seen Gotham City at nighttime a thousand times, but like. Don't forget this motherfucker drew Gotham. Yeah. And it's yeah. two pages worth. Probably took him like oh, two weeks to draw this damn two page splash. And it's not even the action. It's just a moment to take in. Yep. Just to create a moment. Just to elicit that reaction that Gotham girl's having looking over Gotham for you. Like, yep. if you just take that in and you take it immediately for granted. I don't mean you specifically. I just mean like, <laughs> and and we take it for granted as readers. We take it for granted as, as, as reviewers. And they take it for granted as outsiders who are like, and that's just for children anyway. Right. Exactly. If, and and, and how, what kind of a, ge- and by the way, just to, just to, Take the piss out of those people once in one other regard. Can you imagine going to a bookstore and being like, "The puppy lost his way. What a piece of shit! Fuck this asshole! Like, how long did it take to draw these silly ass images of the puppy and the kid? He doesn't even look like a kid. He looks like an alien kite. Like, this is stupid. You know, how long did it take to make this damn thing? Every page has one sentence on it. Right. It must take him like a weekend." You know, like, what a diminishingly arrogant and short-sighted way to approach. Take your criticism of any genre uh, and then apply it to the thing that you love. And, right. And, and think about it for a minute. And, and it hopefully it will, it will put it into perspective. But right. yeah, like, it, it's, con- it's a constant battle 
poking through that barrier and saying like, Hey, yeah, th this is, this is something that's valuable. I know. And, and, and being like, I know. And I, I, I and, and you see it actually, you know, with the superhero genre or the comic book movie, which they don't call anymore. Uh, you know, some, some would say, and I'm not going to say this is my opinion. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you my opinion about Warner brothers and their approach to the DCEU, which I think they should just call the DCU, but whatever. Uh, the, the expanded universe. That's like, Star Wars Expanded Universe. Like, right, but that way novels. they don't have to call it comics. Neither of the two call them, no. have anything to do with comics in there. No, they don't. But, uh, so, Warner Brothers has been like, I don't, I don't wanna, I gotta do these superhero movies. Damn it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, you're, like they're constantly apologizing mm. for having to do this thing. Um, I don't think, Suicide Squad is like, not an apology. That is no, like, and look at this! And also, I don't think anyone beyond those who know about comic books would even know that right it, but but it, it you still see it and you see it on the highest level and you see it in the lowest level you see it with people who don't even know what comic books are oh yeah and uh yeah you know but... i also i also want to mention um have you ever noticed that whenever you're trying to recommend a book for a non-comic reader mm -hmm. who's maybe into literature for the most part people go to indie yes oh which my I god which i think is so funny because everyone's like yeah indie Oh yeah, and like, yeah. In the, ah! in the comic book world, we're like, ah, oh, indies. Yeah, but like, I, I saw people who were bitching about uh, indie comics where they're like, these are just movie pitches. I'm sick of these movie pitches being in my in my world. And I'm like, hey, like they're not all movie pitches, man. They're not all. Like, like you know what? Every every comic book is a movie pitch. It's just not. Some of them are totally untranslatable to movies. Right. But uh, yeah, like you know what? Like some of them are, but don't like but you people know. People are like Sandman, Why the Last Man, you know. Yeah, like, Why the Last Saga. Man. They've been trying to make Why the Last Man a movie forever. But I'm just saying, like those are things you recommend to people who don't read. Yes. Like, like, hey, what are you into? Well, I'm into this, that, and the other thing. Well, I got an indie book for you. Right. Exactly. Like what here's your gateway like? into into comics. Yeah. Here's Descender. You know, like. Yeah. Here's something that is not <laughs> a cape and cowl like comic. Right. It's just know? I always find it to be so. Right. Ironic. But I deliberately, sometimes I'll deliberately be like, here's a Spider-Man comic for you. Right. Because I think it will blow your mind. And then look at the year that it came out and it'll blow your mind even more. Because you'll be like, because I, I have people who, you know, they're like, Craven's Last Hunt, they're like, they were making this shit in, in, in 87? Right. Like, this is a thing, like, what? Yeah. Like, D. Mateus writing, like, you know, higher art? I don't know. He was writing, like, so, more cerebral superhero stories during, like, a time when, like, Secret Wars came out. Which right. is like, hit them hard and fast, folks. We gotta get these claw image, light hard, or uh, hard light image constructs before Doctor Doom takes the power from the Beyonder to destroy all of reality. Like, fucking, all right. <laughs> I mean, like, people like Hickman, you know, Hickman was like, yeah. let's take that silly idea of, like, oh, like, the universe, oh, yeah. and make it, like, soberingly, like, sh like harsh. Yeah. Like, I, I had to quit New Avengers after a while because I was like, I'm sick of watching my superheroes turn into monsters and world destroyers. Doctor Strange like, I must sell my soul. And I'm right, like, right. and then they're like, you did already. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah but you know, I think why people uh, recommend indie is again, it's that self-contained world. Yeah. You don't walk into the comic book store and like, all right, go pick up like a Spider-Man over there. Yeah. And like, oh, just, just in our off the rack episode about that one, ep about Spider-Man 17, people were like, what? Yeah. People who aren't reading Spider-Man are like, what is happening with Peter Parker? Right. I'm like, well, you'll have to be reading for the last five years, but it's a hell of a ride. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, like, I can understand that, too, because, like, if you go, if you dare to enter a comic book store as a non-comic reader, you're going to be smacked in the face with continuity. Yes. 
which is something that is loved by comic book fans yes. for the most part. And is elusive and frustrating and alienating for non-comic book readers. Right. Or for those coveted new readers. The new readers, which apparently don't care about comics at all. Yeah, the new readers are just like, yeah, if they are new, <laughs> if they are legitimately new readers, then... Like, they're reading. <laughs> they're reading. But these new readers are like, I don't understand comics. This is weird. I, yeah. I would prefer a book. Yeah, like, fuck you. You're not a new reader. You, yeah. You're you a detractor of the, of, of the, of the <laughs> medium. That said, uh, by the way, solution to, new re to the problem with new readers and continuity? Yeah. Make the books available. Make them available. I, I, like, it, it is so frustrating that, like, while the tradification of comics has permeated the, our culture yeah. to the nth degree, where, like, the first six issues of this run are available, oh, thank you, but it's a 12-issue run! Well, yeah. but then I wouldn't be able to get $20 from you next time! Right? Like, fuck you! Uh, but make everything available, and yeah. not just in those omnibuses, where it's, like, cheap print, cheap paper, and it's black and white. Like, no, put them out! And treat them like you would with new books. Like, give them the prestige, like, nice, clean, like, streamlined cover. Give them, make, get them out there. Yeah, make so, it look modern, make it look... Especially with, especially with Marvel, where it's like, it's all one story, it's all started from one from one place. Make it happen! Make it right? all... So that's like, I could go back, I could go back here, and you could, you could... I don't know. You're the publisher, man. Figure it out. But like, make it. You know, you could make it where it's like the you could color code the eras or something like that, so or, or, or or whatever. But you right? know, I mean, obviously, a trade paperback that's like volume six hundred and four is gonna be alienating in and of itself. But like, that's why I'm saying, you know, like, rename them or you know, right? And and like, try not that you can, but try to get like other areas of pop culture on board. Yeah. Like, try to not portray comics in, like, a crazy, confusing, or hilarious... Well, and that, that, that and takes that, the... And, and that, I don't mean, like, shows that are comic book-based. Like... Right, because The Flash does a great job of giving you what it is like to read a comic book. Right, and I don't even... But I don't even mean that. I no. mean, like, in other shows that have nothing to do with comic oh, books... Oh, yes, I, I know Where they mention about. comics, or they'll talk about comics, yeah. or they'll have a portrayal of an individual who's into comics, like... Portray, like, if you're going to do that, you got to portray the serious side of it, too. Well, don't make comics the punchline. Yeah. Like, that that would help, too. Bazinga. Anyway, uh, so there you have it, everybody. That was our episode of the Elseworlds Exchange where we just discussed, uh, we, you know, we didn't really necessarily come to a topic uh, conclusion necessarily. No, we didn't I, find a solution. But... There really isn't a solution, but, like, this is... If, like, this is just kind of like, if you're a comic book fan and you have someone, if you know someone who isn't into them, then yeah. this could be some of the things that could be... That you're encountering. Yeah, or that's, and this is, yeah, these are some of the ideas and the, the stigmas that are keeping them from uh, connecting with it. And look, the, some, the fact is there are some folk who just... I mean, look, there are people within our own medium who don't like indie books or don't like like i loved the max until sam keith was like okay you're reading now i'm gonna go fucking off the wall and i was like yeah. i don't like your off yeah. the wall art keith i liked your more literal art um so you can imagine that if we have our own qualms about our own medium that they yes. are gonna have issues too mm -hmm. some folk are just not gonna want to read a comic book just like there's some people yeah. who like who go i don't read you know what i mean like there's some yeah. people who don't read books i don't read, like, I don't read. Right. you're not you're not gonna get them no. You know, you're not going to get them to read your no. to read your novel. But if you have a friend who like is into like certain genres, like mm -hmm. then, you know, or is open-minded enough. Is open-minded enough like, you know, just try to, you know, be easy with it, you know? Yeah, take like, it, yeah, like, they're understand not understand the fact they might be coming in with a stigma in and, mind. And they don't love it like you do. Yes. 
you know, yes. they might one day, but they don't yet. Exactly. And so you're going to have to teach them. Exactly. You know, I mean, look at look at our episode of Back Issues where I showed my parents Dark Knight Returns. They had no idea Batman was that dark. No. They had no idea that there was anything like that in 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 the culture. And remember, like, watch that episode because it's a great way of of getting an idea of an outsider who also is trying to connect. Right. And my, these are my folks who were like, I I want to understand. Like, my right. my mom kept saying things like, "You how old were you when you read this?" Like, like I had no idea you were reading these things. Right? And it's like, yeah, you know. Like, it's less about connecting and more about, oh. Oh, I was not aware. <laughs> but, you know, these are, the, it, it, it's a fun episode because it's a way, it, it's, it's a, like, the most, the most literal example of trying, of explaining a comic to two people who have no idea what's going on. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. You know. Like, that's, that's it. That's, that, that's like. Yeah, the most I mean, true to the concept of back issues. And look show. at you know, like when you look at like fans or people, like look at people who are non-comic readers. Ethan is through and through a non-comic reader. Dude still doesn't read them. Still doesn't, doesn't read them. Has never encountered a book that has equaled Watchmen in his eyes. No. And I'm not saying that like he's you know close-minded to other comics and he's heard a, he's heard more than 130 stories. Yep. And more than half of them he's that I've enjoyed and have tried to give him in a in a favorable light and he is still like that's just that's not for me no. like I don't I don't appreciate it on that level no there are some that I have presented that he has been interested in yes he hasn't I I tried to I tried to loan him the oath and he left it he forgot it yeah well he, um, but he does that but there's he, all kinds of yeah stuff. like he leaves all kinds of things when he comes like over to the studio to yes. shoot like he'll just leave <laughs> things um but he seemed interested in that. I don't know. I don't know. Like if it, again, that was a self-contained book, though. Yeah. Self-contained. I don't know. Oh no, he likes the he likes the self-contained stuff. But yeah. But it, like he's never gonna buy one. Oh God, no. <laughs> and it's just that's just who he is. Yeah. That's so. just it's not it's not something that interests him to enough to go and. But you'll notice, like number one, he is one of the he is a quarter of the entire channel. Yes. And he's on a comic book show. Yep. And uh, he is in no way a detractor of the medium and you guys still enjoy him. Yeah, so. oh no, he he seems to prefer the storytelling tradition. Yes. As opposed to the Yeah, he's got a he has got a soft spot for movies and he likes video games and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He'd be more inclined to play an to play a new Mass Effect game than probably like go out and find a comic book for him. He's yeah. also like but it's what's ironic is he's also his his interpretation as far as I as I understand it is he's like um there's just it's just too big. There's too many options mm. you know it's hard to focus on one thing like he need he would need to be recommended yes and so there you go yeah absolutely and so think about that when you're encountering people who are non-comic yeah. readers like it is if they are open-minded enough to even look at a comic book store they're like this is overwhelming yes guys danielle counts to be fair though until i got on the couch nobody counted me no it's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, so there you go. She's my best friend. So she could just eat that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so there you go. Uh, thanks a lot for watching this episode of Elseworlds Exchange. And if you're listening to the audio episode, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah. we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Elseworlds. Right. Um, also, if... apparently there was a birthday and I think we missed it. We did. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. Also, uh, yes. Happy birthday, man. Yes. Thank you for celebrating your birthday here on Elseworlds Exchange with us. Yes. Um, and also, a quick shout out to Christian from uh, Baltimore Comic Con. I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you, man. If no. you're listening to this episode, That's right. sorry I missed you. Yes. We yeah, met a whole right. bunch of awesome people. I ran into him, and then you were, I think your line had moved by the time. Yeah. He was done. He was on his line. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, man. But, yeah. And uh, by the way, thank you to every single person.
person, person who ran into us at Baltimore. It was yes. a lot of fun. Um, and it was so overwhelming to meet so many of you and for you to express like how much you liked the channel and yes. what you liked about it and everything like that. It really meant a lot to us. And especially thank you uh, for giving us some books, which, uh, you know, we'll be working on. Yes. That's a lot <laughs> of fun. So uh, thanks a lot for watching, everybody, and we'll see you guys next week. Also, uh, if you are planning on going to New York Comic Con, please catch our panel on Saturday, 3 to 4, uh, at New York Comic Con. It's the weekly poll panel. Yeah. Uh, so catch us there. And also, we'll... apparently, there'll be some sort of signing? Yes, we're going to do a signing well, after that the panel. The weekly poll will. The weekly poll is doing a signing after that panel, and I think we're doing a signing at Valiant Booth as well. Who knows? And we'll do a and we'll do a meet and greet on one of those days. And the rest of kind of probably floating around. Oh yeah. Uh, even if you don't see me, you'll see the at least two or three or four of them. Mm -hmm. No, three. Yeah. There's an epic cat battle going on on the ground. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, uh, thanks a lot for watching, guys. We'll see you next time. Hey, we're back. Listen, Friday, 6 p.m. Be here. Live stream. 40k. We all 36 people who are left. Damn it. Yeah, you had 300 people. We had 300 people. We didn't get to tell them. And you just. It is screw the pooch! I did. Anyway. <laughs>